When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today I am so happy to have Kaylee Burkana on. I had heard her on Rising from the Ashes, and then I heard her on uh, Jake Lobo's podcast, right? That's where you were on his too. Yep. Yeah, I listen to so many. Sometimes they get a little confusing, but yeah, I heard her on those two podcasts and I thought she was absolutely phenomenal. And her laugh just like made me smile and I had to message her and I was like, your laugh is so genuine and I love it. And I hope I'm not creepy, but your <laughs> laugh makes me laugh. So that's how I uh, first messaged Kaylee. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you. I get that a lot, you know, just <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me on Al. Um, I look forward to this conversation. I have no idea where it's going to go. And I think that's the best. Just, yeah. Just every Let it flow. Yeah, everything is completely unscripted. I don't uh, tell people what to talk about. It just, things just kind of flow and I, I like it that way. I like perfect. it that way. That's perfect. But yeah, Jake Jake was a, a great host. That was a really fun podcast. So shout out to you, Jake. I know I know he'll probably listen, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and I started, uh, he started his podcast a little bit before me, um, but he was the first ship show that I went on once I had my podcast. Nice. And uh he actually lives in Connecticut too. So him and I met up a couple of weeks ago and that was pretty cool to like actually meet someone in person that you met on the internet in, yeah. in a non-creepy way. <laughs> You're a person that doesn't think I'm crazy. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I I saw you drinking like this orange juice thing. What 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 is that? Can you tell me about yeah. that? 100%. So um, I brew my own jun, it's called. It's very similar to kombucha, where it is like a fermented tea with a sugar. But instead of black tea and sugar, you, I, it uses green tea and honey. Okay. So it sits, ferments for uh, about a week or so. And then I put it through a secondary ferment where I add some kind of like juice or another sugar source to it and then it goes through that secondary stage where it actually gets slightly alcoholic like two percent like so it's like one to two percent it's like not really but um yeah so it's fermented delicious and uh yeah i particularly like it with orange juice does it have like the vinegary taste because i've tried kombucha and i'm just i'm i've tried many different flavors and it's not my thing so does it have like that vinegary taste a little bit, yeah. So depending on how long you leave it to ferment for, but yeah, essentially it starts getting that soury, somewhat vinegary. If you leave it 
um for too long it will turn straight to vinegar so okay okay so you, you, it depends on how quickly you know you take it from one stage to the next right but but yeah a little bit um and then i find if i if i mix it with a little bit more water and then like another juice or something not to make it too sweet but it changes the flavor obviously right so yeah i've i've been experimenting with different fruits to see which one i like best so far the orange juice citrus combo is just the best that's awesome or right, is any of this yeah. stuff from your garden i know you mentioned you had a garden this particular batch is not however i have um <laughs> i have used some fruit from from some fruit or tea from stuff that i grew um i actually did one with um so we have an elderberry bush. So I made some yeah. elderberry syrup last year for the first nice. time. That was my like introduction into elderberry. And I uh, used the elderberry syrup for the second ferment for a few uh, bottles. Oh, it was delicious. Ooh. Yeah, it was pretty good. I make homemade elderberry syrup too, especially during nice. the winter. It's nice. nice. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, I just started learning about um, different herbal medicines and stuff in the last couple of years. Or I should say herbal remedies just for your <laughs> disclaimer i guess you know <laughs> yeah just the last couple of years i've really been diving into that it's so fascinating like there's so much that the earth has to offer like yes we've been using all kinds of different medicines long before modern medicine in scientific ways too like not just um <laughs> It's not just like random shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've, oh man, my mind has been absolutely blown the last couple of years. All the things that I've been learning about that area specifically, it's so fascinating to me. Yes, I love it. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people, they like pop an aspirin and you're like, well, you know, that comes from the originally like the willow bark tree, right? right or the tree, yeah. uh, the bark of the willow tree. And they're like, what? And you're like, yeah, like what do you think people did? They didn't just like suffer, they had these things that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't just suffer, right? Yeah, right. like they didn't just suffer. Like they had stuff that worked. That's why there was the medicine man or the wise woman or, you know, the witch of the town or like whatever you want to call them. Right, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, so that's been a really, that's been really fun the last couple of years uh, is learning about that. And it's it's been mind-blowing going from thinking that like dandelions are these like horrible <laughs> nuisances to wait a minute this is not only extremely medicinal it's also extremely nutritionally dense and it grows like a fucking weed quote unquote so yeah i actually have some um some flower heads drying like right over there so that's awesome <laughs> that's perfect yeah yeah, at one point our yard was filled with um, wild violets. And so I wouldn't let my husband mow until I had picked not only the flowers, but the leaves of the wild violets. We don't like spray our yard with anything. Good, and, uh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. And he he's like, our neighbors are going to hate us. And I was like, I don't care. We need this stuff. This is great. The bees love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It saves the bees. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. care. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then yesterday I actually went out like wild foraging and got mugwort and red clover. Ooh, nice. Yep. Yes, mugwort has been a huge topic. Uh, mugwort has been the center of a very big topic for a few months now. There have been several people that I know trying mugwort tinctures and uh, seeing the effects of it. So 
I know people really smoke cool it too, right? Yes. Yep. I I like I actually like to smudge with it, but yeah, you okay. can smoke it, smudge with it, make tea with it, make a tincture with it. Yep. So why smudging with it? I haven't heard that one. Well, um, similar in concept to smudging with white sage okay. or Palo Santo. Yep. It just that particular herb has a different purpose, right? So with sage, you're clearing and cleansing the space of negative energy and all of that stuff, right? Um, it's also kind of like a bit of a protective herb. Uh, with like Palo Santo, very, very similar effects, clearing, centering, grounding, creating sacred space, right? With Mugwort, because she protects you in the dream time realm and specifically has effects on um, helping people get more lucid in their dream time, um, th- that is specifically why you would smudge with Mugwort is you would want protection while you were doing any kind of like... Um, meditations or like you know she just she became a favorite of mine (laughs) to smudge with especially right before reading um like doing a tarot reading or um or even actually I haven't smudged with mugwort since really starting astrology so I need to get more but um yeah anytime you want protection especially while you're doing some kind of like more creative or um I don't want to say out of body because I don't do specifically out of body stuff. Yeah. But if in those situations, circumstances, you would want mugwort. Um, so if so, we will frequently. In my like, opinion, yeah, understood. <laughs> to each their own. Everyone takes yeah. it with a grain of salt. Uh, do what feels right to your own intuition. Totally. Um, but like we, so we regularly sage our house, and then we'll go through mm-hmm. and put with Palo Santo. So we'll do sage, and then we'll do nice. Palo Santo. Nice. Um. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so if we were to do mugwort, mm-hmm. should we do it in our whole house or should we just do it like in our bedroom? Because like, I don't think, I don't know if I would want my stepdaughter to have more lucid dreams. Right. right. So I don't know if I would do it in a kid's room, but I would yeah. be okay with it in my room. And then we also have like yeah. a magic room that our we have like a magic meditation room in our house. It's our spare bedroom. Um, there you go. And so like, I would totally do it in there, but I don't know if yeah. I would do it in the whole whole house right i would i'd probably keep it localized and i mean um you could always test it and then see how it goes you know and i think that i don't know like i'm really new to working with specific like plant spirits like that's a really really new concept for me even okay to even like acknowledge that specific plants have spears like that's really new yep yep <laughs> but it's really exciting and uh i've made some friends you know the mugwort we're friends the elderberry we're friends i love but, that uh, <laughs> yeah so i'm just i'm i'm letting mostly intuition guide me and uh picking up bits of information and and like little I'm looking for some really good books on this specifically, you know, so I'm picking up as I go, but I would honestly test. That's my answer for pretty much everything. Test it. Fair enough. Experiment. See how it goes. Yeah. 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 I mean, have you tried um, making any of your own tinctures yet? Yep. So I haven't done that yet. So can you tell me more about that? Because I want to, I just haven't done it yet. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. So I have tried 
I have just tried making uh, an alcohol tincture and a vinegar tincture. Okay. Uh, the vinegar, actually, it's it's cool that you mentioned red clover because that's the first one that I tried in vinegar. So red clover heads dried and then in um, some apple cider vinegar that I made myself, actually. Nice. Yeah, so that's cool. And it, ta- it tastes interesting. It t- <laughs> it's not like an enjoyable thing, really, but I did make some salad dressing with it delicious okay (laughs) and then so but okay so let me back up the bus a bit to make a tincture properly the measurements need to be correct the ratios need to be correct so that you know how strong of a tincture you're making yeah um and uh that is about as much as i know for sure for sure for sure (laughs) because the the ones that i have done um like i went to a book and i was like okay (laughs) yeah give me some ratios please (laughs) and uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much as far as i've learned about that specifically so i made an astragalus tincture um and uh yep that's the first one that i did with alcohol and then the red clover with the vinegar um and then i've done a couple of like uh preserving with oil so uh calendula petals i did with oil um and then thyme um dandelion and i've done a few other like like mostly random herbs honestly it was like okay these are good for skin so i'm putting all of these in (laughs) just as i'm learning and figuring it out right but uh yeah so tinctures though definitely make sure that you look up like a recipe or understand how the ratios work before you make that tincture that's kind of like my disclaimer for that because yeah, I'm not that learned yet. So, yeah, no, yeah, I I keep wanting to like make tinctures of things, but I'm like, I don't know if I forged enough. I don't have know if I have enough dried product, and you know, and so right now I just have a bunch of dried stuff that's just sitting there. Um, <laughs> but I did make a fresh wild violet vinegar. Ooh. Um, and so it's just really nice. pretty purple. Uh, it's supposed to be like good for like skin cleansing and a couple other things. So, but right now I just think it looks really pretty. Nice. <laughs> That's sweet. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is an exciting new world learning about all sorts of things. Um, like <laughs> just the other week, actually. So um, every time we're in the garden uh, and I live with my sister and my niece, right? So okay. every time we're in the garden and my niece is there, she's four. Um, I try to teach her something if I can. Right. And uh, we don't spray our yard either. So there's like dandelions everywhere and all this stuff. And I grab a head of a dandelion and I pop it in my mouth. I'm like, oh, that's actually a little bit sweet. I wasn't expecting that. And then um, like the next day or whatever, she comes up to me. She says, Auntie, Auntie, I just ate four dandelion heads and they were delicious. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God. That's adorable. (laughs) This is the best. So I'm forever going to be the dandelion auntie and I'm okay with that. Listen, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you're like, you made a comment like, I'm learning all this new information. And to us, it's very new. But I feel so like fun. to our like grandmas and great grandmas, this was like passed on general knowledge, folk wisdom. Like this was stuff that they just knew, you know, they right. learned growing up. And I feel like all, a lot of those things have been lost, like canning and sourdough and foraging and growing a garden and like all of those things, like sewing, like yeah. that we used to do. And now we're all like YouTubing it. Cause we want to learn how, cause we're like, what happens if the, you know, 
the local store doesn't have food, if it doesn't have the medicine, like how do we take care of our family? Like we should know how. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And and now like it's it's to the point where if you're learning too much about self-sufficiency, you're labeled extremist. It's like, what oh, yeah. the fuck? What? How did we get here? I just want to know how to can shit. Fuck. Right? <laughs> and you're yeah. in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my growing season is very short. Yeah. Um, so are you familiar with um like garden like plant hardiness zones? Yeah, like the zone. Yeah, I think I'm in like 5. I'm in like a 2 to 3. Oh, damn. Yeah. So for everyone who knows, the smaller the number, the shorter the growing season. It's a good time. Yeah. Our last frost is late May. So nothing can go out until the end of May that will die in the frost. So like there is some cold season crops that we can start at least so before the like last weekend of may but for the most part it's it's uh hoop houses greenhouses frost cloth and <laughs> all all of the above if you want uh like a really good harvest so yeah and when when do you have to have everything harvested by um okay that depends on what it is so like Oh man, when does frost hit? Usually like October, we still have some stuff that's okay in the ground, like the root vegetables and whatnot. They can survive a few frosts, no problem. Kale's fine. Um, So like around, okay, around Halloween, so end of October, Mm -hmm. pretty much everything needs to be done. Like tomatoes are done before then, unless they're in the greenhouse. Squash is definitely done before that, except for the pumpkins. Um, yeah, so it's pretty fucking short. I mean, but that sounds <laughs> I should really look it up. I don't remember. <laughs> that's like honestly sounds really similar to Connecticut because probably we uh, like we can't put anything out until like mid-May, so like Mother's Day, um, and then you know by Halloween too, like maybe like mid-November. You know, so maybe like a month, a few weeks on either side for you. But like for the most part, like once Halloween hits, um, I mean, there was one year, like four years ago, there was like four inches of snow on Halloween. Yep. Yep. That's, that's pretty normal up here, actually. Like I remember growing up, we would have to make sure that our Halloween costume fit over top of a snowsuit. Yes. Yes. It would just randomly snow. So. so I'm yeah. from Michigan and I'm very much familiar with uh, Halloween costumes must fit over a snowsuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Halloween. Oh man. But uh, yeah, I don't want to think about fall right now. We're oh, coming no. into summer. Let's just, let's focus on right now. <laughs> yes. Summer and sun <laughs> and that warmth and tank tops and shorts and all those things. Yes. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year we're doing something different. So um, obviously your audience doesn't know me, so I don't really know where to even start. But um, this year, my little sister and I are actually, we're doing a market garden on my aunt and uncle's acreage. And this is the first year we've ever done anything like this together. (laughs) Uh, They already had a garden set up, but it needed, it needed some work, you know, it needed needed some love. It needs some love. And both my sister and I have been um, studying, but in our our own ways, 
things about regenerative agriculture and permaculture okay. and stuff like that. So um <laughs> we had to go on our own little paths full of our own little speed bumps. Now we're coming back together to do this this team project and uh it's very very it's very reflective of the transit of Uranus, the planet Uranus in the sign of Taurus and I'll bring in the astrology a little bit here cuz it's yeah. perfect. Um so we're doing this market garden, right? And the whole idea is well I like to eat food, you know, <laughs> I think everybody does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, the, the price of organic is exorbitant. It's fucking yes. ridiculous. Um, and the price of food right now in general is going up, right? Yes. Shrinkflation they're calling in. And I fucking hate that word. <laughs> that's, that's an awful word. It's terrible. I know everything is shrinking and it's getting more expensive. So it's double whammy. Um, but anyway, so, this is what I've really, really been wanting to do since 2020. So I've been learning what I needed to learn to actually do this now. But the whole idea is, well, my family has this land and it's really, they're not really, they're growing in it, but they need help. <laughs> they need help. And yeah. we're here. So why don't we help? So anyway, we're doing it kind of like as a family. So like, hopefully we don't kill each other, but so far so good. And <laughs> And uh, right, my sister went to school to like actually learn about this stuff from a school setting. So she's got the like technical background of like this is how we test our soil, and this these are the kind of microbes that we actually want to see, and like yeah, the yeah. really technical side of stuff. And I'm like, these are the medicinal herbs that I'm going to work into the garden companion planting. These are friends with these, and it's perfect because we have different like kind of skill sets but yeah we're coming together and actually i know you wanted uh me to get into uh like the welding and how that morphed into astrology <laughs> and I, we're not going to start off with the garden because this is important because i'm actually taking both of those skill sets and bringing them together in the garden in this really weird way and we'll get there but um so anyway, we're working on this garden. It's a community project, and that's the energy of Uranus. So Uranus is about individuation. It's about freedom, and it also pertains a lot to groups and group dynamics. So as it's transiting through the sign of Taurus, which is all about the earth and the five senses and food and values and your possessions and what you think you're actually worth, um, as Uranus is moving through here, uh, we are innovating. That's a theme of Uranus. And we're, we're, we're totally changing how we think about our bodies, how we think about the earth and where we actually get our food, things like that. Um, Uranus can have a very positive side to it and a very negative side to it. Um, and automatically, as soon as I think of Uranus, which is about like electricity and like evolution and stuff like that, and Taurus, I think of transhumanism. <laughs> okay. And electrifying the body. Yep. And that's that's one way to look at it. So that's one side of the agenda. The other side of the agenda is all of these like uh, permaculture and food forest stuff come popping up. Like how can we um, innovate what we're doing and totally change and go back to nature, right? But in smart ways, right? So it's, it's two very different sides of the coin. But Yeah, there's definitely the that duality coin. there. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's definitely a duality that I don't think most people would put together, but the way that you worded it and you're like there's this and that like 
I love that explanation because a lot of times I feel like when we think of duality, it has to be a very point A to point B and or black and white thinking or black and white thinking. And it's not always that. Yeah. There's, there's a a whole range of it. Yeah. So the other thing about Uranus is because it rules the sign of Aquarius, Aquarius is quite literally the best way I can put it is we, the people that is Aquarius. Aquarius and Leo are opposite sides of each other. Leo is like, I'm the king. I'm the ruler. (laughs) This is what I do for my pleasure. And Uranus is the group, the audience, um, or the, you know, the rebellious, uh, plebs that are deciding that they're going to overthrow the king. So (laughs) that's how that particular axis plays out. And this is important because Uranus rules Aquarius of we, the people, right? So as it's moving through Taurus, we have these group dynamics forming of people that want to grow their own food or people that want to homestead or, you know, people that are fed up with the old way of doing things that want to innovate and change how things are being run. Um, This is also playing out with crypto. That's the other thing I think of with Uranus and Taurus is crypto. Okay. How so? Technology and innovation with our currency and currency is a store of value, which is Taurus. All right. So cryptocurrency. Well, and there's good and bad to that too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's always multiple ways for each archetype to play out. And usually you can find multiple examples of it happening right in front of you. And um, my sister and I doing this market garden and trying to <laughs> bring in these different ideas and uh, uh, change how we're supporting ourselves, but also changing like the community around us as we go and trying to build community at the same time it's very 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 Uranus and Taurus and I've I'm I'm so fucking here for it it's amazing no I (laughs) love that and I I love that the there's like that small business aspect like you said of supporting yourself but it's not just about you making money and supporting yourself it's how do I create a community out of this how do I help other people while being able to pay the bills because the bills still require money. And I absolutely love that. That, That's what I'm trying to do as well. And so I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. How do I, how do I um, help support my family? How do I help myself get healthier and eat nutritionally dense food that I can't buy in the fucking store because everything you buy has been messed with for for lack of better words. (laughs) Yeah. And then as I'm learning about all of these like natural health and herbalism and stuff, how do I incorporate that and like my own shifting values away from what it used to be and towards what it's going towards, what seems to be uh, focusing on more natural things whenever possible um, and uh, connecting more with earth and with natural cycles. Like as I'm going through that shift, my goals are shifting and it's, yeah, it's really cool to to see it play out. Yeah. Was there like a specific event or like a series of events that kind of pushed you more towards the herbalism side, more towards the natural medicine side? Yes. A few. (laughs) (laughs) There have been several. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um, So when I was growing up, 
I really wanted to work with this. These are the things that I knew for sure. I wanted to work with my hands. I wanted to do something artistic in some fashion. And um, I thought that I really loved welding. When I got into high school, I specifically picked a school that um, had like a metal fab shop so that I could learn that stuff because nobody was going to teach me. Um, and my father actually passed away when I was in junior high. So I didn't have that role model to even begin to ask the questions to, yeah. <laughs> to, to learn any of that shit. But anyway, are you a fire um, sign? I have two planets in fire. I'm actually like all earth. I'm okay. Cause earth. when I think of welding, I think of fire and heat and things like that. And so I was just right? curious. I now, yes. And interestingly enough, Uranus. Because electricity, it's, yep, yep. I'm using electricity for, for welding. Um, yeah, so anyway. Really wanted to work with my hands. And I didn't mind getting dirty. Like, totally, totally cool with that. So anyway, went to school, uh, did that. And then right as I was graduating high school, the economy crashed. Um, yep. Actually, Pluto had entered Capricorn, and then the economy crashed. And we had a huge housing bubble mortgage bullshit so anyway <laughs> I didn't go into welding right away but so it took a little while it took a little extra work and then when I finally did start actually working in the field and working towards my journeyman um I thought that I really liked it and in some some ways I did because again I was working with my hands I was doing really hard labor so I was like starting to feel good in my body um I was uh you know I was actually um I had started going to like hot yoga and stuff mm -hmm. where I learned that I was holding my body wrong this entire time. <laughs> what? Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, <laughs> and on was starting to go to yoga and realizing that I actually, everything else started getting better too. Like my welding improved because I could hold my body more steady. Like that's cool. What? What? That's cool. Anyway, it was pretty cool. Little things. It's little things. So anyway, it's going through welding, having a good time. I thought I was having a good time. Was actually really struggling with a lot of actually very destructive habits um, and tendencies that would have gotten much, much, much worse, much, much, much worse if they had like just been left to keep going. Yep. Um, but anyway, I met somebody and moved in way too soon. And a lot of those really destructive habits and things and beliefs and all of those lovely things that yep. we get to address later in therapy <laughs> uh, led me yep. into this horrifically toxic relationship. And um, it was really fucking bad. Like, it was really bad. When I finally do sit down to tell the full story, it's not a good time. But um, I've seen some shit. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that works. Um, this individual also introduced me to drugs. I had never touched a chemical drug before that point in my life, despite being a welder. And the stereotype is, is there for a reason. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of drug and alcohol abuse in the trades. Yeah. Um, but I had never touched it. I was like, no, fuck that. I don't know. I don't need that shit in my life. I <laughs> yeah. And then, you know things happened and th that changed so uh anyway went down this pretty destructive path for quite a few years 
got away from that particular gentleman and uh, had to go through uh, some, uh, you know, speed bumps, <laughs> some speed bumps. <laughs> there were other bumps too, but yes, lots of speed bumps. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it took me quite a while, but I had entered that relationship right as I was finishing my journeyman for welding. And um, my like performance while I was working was steadily getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as crazier and crazier shit was going on at home. Yep. Yep. Um, as it does. Man, yeah. You're not man. focused and you're Imagine worried that. about other shit and you're doing other shit. And yeah, exactly. And to weld, to be a good welder, you have to go to your happy place. I didn't have a fucking happy place. So <laughs> it was not doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for a long time though, after uh, that whole thing went down, um, especially after I left, anytime I went to put on my welding helmet and go and do any kind of work like that, it just sent me right back to being with that individual. So it was like, I can't touch my tools without thinking about this person. And like, it was so fucked up. I had to step away from it for a while, Yeah, um, which was probably for the best. Cause if you can't focus on what you're doing and you're in a dangerous environment, you can't be there. Yeah, so- absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was the best thing to do at, at that time. Um, I'm way past that now. Now I can weld just fine without. <laughs> I can stay in my happy place, let's say. But, but the uh, fact it, that it you recognize that and mm-hmm. you recognized, you know, every time this happens, I go to this place. This place is not good. This place is not a good place to be in, nor is it safe when, I, when I'm welding. So exactly. for me, I'm going to remove myself from that and I'm going to yep. pause for a bit, however long that bit is. Right. And so kudos to you for recognizing that. Cause a lot of people, maybe they don't recognize that. And that can They're, be a really hard thing. Yep. Or, you know, they numb out and keep going and then that know. shit happens exactly (laughs) exactly it's like flying an airplane or driving a car there's a reason that you know driving while intoxicated under the influence of alcohol is a no-no yeah like you can hurt somebody yeah exactly there's a big reason yeah so yeah so it took took quite a few years actually from that point to like finally being almost back to like being able to work normal again like it's it's been a while it's been a fucking while but now now that I look back at it from where I am now I had to go through those things in order to get me here and studying what I'm studying now because I would have probably never looked closer at astrology or metaphysics or tarot or esoteric stuff at all if I hadn't have gone through that I would have probably been up north on a rig welding wasting my talents i don't know yeah yeah it, <laughs> who knows it's miserable because i was actually fucking miserable i hated it i actually hated it i thought i loved it i didn't <laughs> i did not <laughs> all of the it, it's funny because people are like oh you know i wish i hadn't gone through all the shit that i went through and i'm like okay i'm acknowledging that it sucked like you're, you're not going to hear an argument for me on that. Mm-hmm. But if you hadn't gone through that to your point, maybe you wouldn't have led to astrology. Maybe you wouldn't be working on this community garden with your sister. May- like maybe you wouldn't be living in the town that you're in. May- like all of these things, yep. even if they really, really suck happen for a purpose. Yep. And we might not understand that purpose in the moment. It may take 40 years to understand that purpose, or maybe we're not meant to understand that purpose in this lifetime, but right. just 
shit happens. And when you're on the other side of it, you know, thank you for that lesson and move on. Like, because dwelling in the past is never a good place to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I think of it now, like that's the diamonds don't form in like beautiful, lovely, pressure-free environments. They only form under extreme pressure. So like, you know, do you want to be a diamond or do you want to be sand? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And that goes for any crystal. So if you like, don't like diamonds, you know, you think that (laughs) it's an overblown market and it's saturated and it's all whatever, like pick another crystal, like don't, don't get stuck on that part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Pedantics, um, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, my uh, my career trajectory has definitely morphed a few times, and I didn't think that I was going to go into astrology either for quite a few years. Um, like I don't know. I think I started I started my channel, my YouTube channel, in 2020, when I realized that people were being traumatized on a massive scale and gaslit. And I recognize these patterns. So it's like, I've experienced this before. Oh, this is not, this is nothing new. And in fact, you're not even that fucking scary because I've met scarier. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Right. When my friends, or so I thought, started shaming and blaming and guilting and gaslighting and all of these things. No, I'm not going to play that game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, I'd rather play over here in a different fucking sandbox entirely. Thank you very much. Um, but that was kind of the, the, the trigger. It was like, okay, people are going to need some fucking help. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, I've seen some shit. So, you know, maybe I don't have the, the schooling to educate really, or, or, um, or be like this, like counselor and i don't want to be a savior or a martyr or anything like that because getting drawn into that those dynamics the rescue that i call it the drama triangle from hell (laughs) the the rescue victim bully bullshit yeah 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 no thank you so that's a challenge too to not to to not get drawn into that kind of dynamic which of course has come up already doing readings i shouldn't be surprised but you know it happens um but yeah uh, just back to what i was saying like just seeing the stuff that was going on it's like no okay i have to start putting something out to counter that a little bit yeah even just a little bit right if i can give a hopeful message great if i can help somebody get through a really shitty situation great um if i can be even just like Actually, what you said about my laugh was perfect. If I if I can laugh, if I can put a smile on somebody else's face, that's fucking awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much why I started my channel and realized that I needed to be doing creating rather than just consuming all of the time. So, yeah, I love that. And you know, there's a saying, and I don't know exactly what it is, but basically, in order for a healer and term healer, however you want. And, um, in order for them to be a good healer, a lot of them have gone through shit because that's how they relate to people. You know, maybe you haven't gone through the exact same stuff as somebody, but the fact that you've gone through shit is 
almost in like this weird credential in and of itself. Like, I feel like if you've had a perfect life or a relatively easy life, it can be really hard to relate to people who have struggled. And I mean, it's not fun going through it. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't like having that credential. Like it's, but at the same time, I'm also weirdly proud of it, if that makes any sense at all. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh man, that's that. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I've been struggling a little bit lately. I'm not going to lie. I've been struggling a little bit lately, realizing that I do still hold on to a big part of that story as like who I am. And I know I'm more than that, but I'm still working through getting like letting go of that. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I do. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and it comes in very handy because I mean, the majority of the readings that I've done so far for people on like a, like since I started doing them publicly for strangers more or less most of them are strangers um not everybody but i end up attracting people to me for readings that have gone through some pretty intense shit and um it is definitely very helpful (laughs) If if i hadn't have seen the stuff that i have like i wouldn't even know like how to even help validate that they've seen that kind of shit themselves or yeah totally different stuff and I remember when I first started going through my own therapy you can tell who's doing it from a like theoretical book basis and who's doing it because they studied their pain right like and the best ones the best ones that I connected with the the best had gone through something like what I had or something similar enough that they could relate on that level and um, I think that's a big part of uh, my my magic <laughs> it's not yeah, even really no, magic it's, but it is it, right? no it is it is magic yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah don't yeah. don't dismiss that word yeah. um, it's it's funny because you say you know you this part of your story you feel like is this still a big part of you and almost like it's too front and center right (laughs) but but yeah sorry more than a little empathic um (laughs) and uh but it's it's almost too front and center right yeah oh yeah but maybe right now it's supposed to be too front and center and oh shit I know and see where I struggle (laughs) where I struggle is so like I don't have the thumb and all the things right and so I'll frequently talk about that. But to your point, it doesn't define me. But if I don't talk about it, like it is a part of me and that's something that people need to relate to. So it's yeah. walking this fine line of sharing the story without the story controlling you. Yes. Yes. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Thank you for that. That was a good reframe. That was a good reframe. Nicely done. Thanks. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's funny to me because I'm going to bring in astrology again. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> so in in my natal birth chart, right, the part of the chart that talks about um, your public like persona, mm-hmm. how people view you from the outside, um, that part of my chart, I have Pluto conjunct that house cusp and Pluto is the darkest planet the planet of transformation death rebirth it's all of the shit that you don't want to talk about and i have it on the public part of my charts 
So I'm like, when you said front and center, I'm like, yeah, my Pluto is literally front and center. Is it? <laughs> That's literally what you guys see when you see me is you see my 10th house, which is Pluto and Scorpio on the MC. So I'm like, fuck, here it is. <laughs> so it's so funny. I, so I saw this thing last night and it was like, um, you asked me to talk about myself and it's like, well, what do you want to hear? My favorite color or my first trauma? Yeah. And I'm like, That's me. And I'm like, I hate small talk. I can't do it. And I'm more like, I'm the type of person, if you ask me to measure time as a kid, I'm like, okay, well, that was before this surgery, but after this surgery. So I measure time super weird. And then I'm just like, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I was in Maryland for this surgery, but then Kara was, my sister was this and like in this surgeries. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how I measure time is by surgeries. And so I try and have a conversation with people and they're just like, not like third grade. And I was like, no no, not that. Cause that's when I had this. And they're just like, you, and they look at me like a half five heads and I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't relate like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <gasps> oh, that's so tough. Cause I, I get that too. Right. Like <laughs> you said that. And then I started like, okay, well, yeah, I measured time by the traumas. I'm like, okay, when did the first pet die? Right. Okay. So that yeah. was there. <laughs> and then this happened with dad and then that ha- that happened right. <laughs> like you, I measure time by traumas like I don't know what that says about me but I don't do well, grades or ages right but I mean at the at the same time like I can also really understand that because we remember the the scariest moments the most prominently because it's a survival mechanism right, right. like okay don't do that again yeah. <laughs> forever into the future yeah don't <laughs> do that you weren't forever. safe there don't do that yeah, exactly. That was so, scary. That was sad. That was whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny and it sucks, but I also want to validate, like, there's a reason why, right? But Oh, yeah. There's a reason for everything. Right. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. I I got a laugh when I, um, uh, when I talk to, um, like, people that are a little more educated about, like, counseling and psychotherapy and all that kind of stuff. Because... <laughs> A little bit of a mind meld going on. I know what's happening. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so like, (laughs) let me tell you about how I started studying astrology because I think it's funny. Okay. Um, so I first started obsessively studying my own chart to figure out what the fuck happened (laughs) how did i get here why am i here what the fuck am i meant to do right like oh my god okay so this happened and then i started seeing it in my chart like oh okay but then i had to like eventually confront myself right because at first like when i started looking into both astrology and like psychology i was reading about why my ex was fucked up right you go down that path first like why are they the devil that's the easy path because you're not doing your own shit it's yeah. so easy to look at somebody else yeah so that, but that's where it started right it's like yeah. okay what the fuck happened there and it's like okay yeah. now that i understand that then when i actually like was really engaging in my therapy and shit um that's also when i started looking at my own natal chart and trying to understand that because it's like okay well i need a map 
feeling a little lost. I need a map. I love that analogy. And it turned out it's a pretty good fucking map. <laughs> it's pretty fucking, it's pretty, it's pretty bang on, you know? So <laughs> I started obsessively studying my own chart to figure out like, okay, what's going on? And it's so crazy. I actually, I just recently started really looking at like big no-nos for astrologers or like things that like you do not do or like just different like things around morals and ethics and stuff like yeah. that which is really important and foundational by the way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh when i first started looking into it and started learning um i was trying to find a way to control everything you know oh. like if i could if i could control what's going on right now and if i could see what's coming then i can avoid it and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, that's not how you learn. It doesn't what work you're talking that way. About? The universe is not going to let you do that. That's bullshit. Yeah, it didn't work. So, <laughs> But it was a great learning lesson. Well, let me uh, tell yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So that that's honestly, that's where I started. That's where I came from is like looking at just literally studied my pain. Like what the fuck happened? Um, and um, uh, it turns out I learned way more than I even like gave myself I learned and know more than I give myself credit for um because then I started looking at other people's charts right and telling them what I saw and uh it just evolved from there um and then it got to the point where I was like okay well I should probably take some courses and do some webinars and get some like some some official learning going and started doing that and getting more books and it turned from like just being obsessed with myself <laughs> I'm honest enough I can say it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you like, have to start okay. somewhere and you're your best guinea pig. If you mess up, it's only on you, right? Your chart is the best place to learn. Right. 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's where it started. And uh, and then it became like, okay, well, I, can actually, uh, I can actually do something with this. And um, um, I needed to take, last summer i needed to take a break from doing uh tarot and rune readings for a while because um i was shifting gears from like obsessively studying like psychology and working on like literally healing traumas and like ptsd stuff um to like okay what do i actually want to build now what do i where do i actually want to go so last summer i spent the whole summer um interning on a farm learning about growing vegetables and what does it actually take to do animal husbandry and like is this even a lifestyle I actually care to live for myself and um that's when I started learning about like this weed is actually perfect for this and <laughs> this weed is medicinal and <laughs> yep, turns yep. out all of them are um <laughs> yeah weeds aren't weeds people they're actually serve a purpose it's amazing um yeah that was so mind-blowing last year learning about that um, and now this year, this year, I'm trying to bring everything back together. I'm like, okay, now I can focus more on the astrology, especially since over the winter I had time um, to really dedicate to that and uh, bringing in tarot again slowly, but also trying to do the garden. So we'll see. <laughs> it feels like a lot right now, but we'll we'll see. So I'm going to add something onto your plate and maybe I'm totally off on this. Great. <laughs> but what flashed through my mind yep. was... There has to be herbs associated with either the planets mm -hmm. or the sign, the zodiac signs or something. Mm -hmm. And so 
and maybe yes, someone's already doing this. Maybe someone isn't doing this. I don't freaking know. Um, but you talk about these tinctures mm-hmm. and if someone isn't, um, like on the right path or they're not listening to their chart or whatever, I almost mm-hmm. wonder if you could give them a tincture that of that plant associated with the, whatever they need in their chart that they're not listening to or whatever to help them. Is that a thing? Yes, ma'am. That's cool. Fuck yeah, there is. So I actually just finished reading a book called Healing Your Pluto by Donna Cunningham. And in it, she talks about all of the different stuff that goes on with Pluto on the um, the psychological side of things because it's a very psychological planet. Uh I don't think I need to explain that anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she she does actually bring up like, here are some meditations that you can lead people through. Here are some affirmations that are specific to different Pluto issues, Pluto signs or aspects. And then here are some flower essences. And these flower essences are really great for like grief or resentment or holding on to trauma or um self-loathing or like all of these like super dark plutonian themes and she goes over that in this book and uh, it's it's amazing because (laughs) you've said this um then i found that book and uh uh somebody else michelle from uh, michelle's healing home yes yes she also mentioned like hey right after i think the last tarot thing that we did she mentioned like hey um i the cards that you pulled for me uh, for for my sign or whatever uh they would be really a really good idea if you brought in um the like herbal tarot or whatever and used use that so then like several different <laughs> from several different sources the universe is like herbs <laughs> like are you listening yet yeah. what else do you need do you need to sign your sign <laughs> i need to sign your sign <laughs> You guys, I need to sign your sign. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that is something that I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about it a lot, especially in the last um, month or so. And uh, that's wild because I knew nothing about that. That just, like, happened. And do you need to sign your sign? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I could see it in my mind, like, what you needed to do and, like, I could, I don't know. I could just see it. It, it happens oh sometimes. Um, Fucking, yeah. And you know what? I believe it. I believe it. I bet you're psychic as fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. This is not a show about me because I have yet to talk <laughs> about uh, what I know how to do. But yeah, flower essences, crystal essences, like. We study your pain. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, flower essences would be boss. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. I have to try things on myself before I can talk about them. Absolutely. And that's just how I feel about everything. Um, I respect and, that. And uh, yeah, I would love to start recommending different like flower essences, especially especially because I seem to attract and kind of put it out there. <laughs> people that have very Plutonian things going on with them. So um, I would love to have some more tools under my belt to make sure that I can serve them properly with what they actually need. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's on the list um, to 
to to learn and experiment with that myself. So it's perfect. So thank you for the the final push. God damn it. <laughs> but like it's it's it is like the natural progression right so it's perfect um yeah and I mean I was already experimenting with um different like teas and stuff for myself but yeah that's that's just a laser focus that I can (laughs) put in there next listen sometimes things just come out I don't know why but the other person is meant to hear them and I just kind of roll with it that's so funny I love it Oh my god! Yeah, no. Yeah. Sometimes when those things happen, it's I'm not as eloquent as I typically am. Uh, so sometimes English can be hard when I'm in those moments. Uh, but you seem to grasp what I was trying to say. It was perfect. It was perfect. I got it. Yep. And yeah, that's that's pretty much where I've been evolving anyway. So that's that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I like I said, I had no idea. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What is that picture behind you? It looks like a a flower, but then like also flames, but me a sunflower. And I'm really digging that. What is that? Mm-hmm. That's actually my birth chart. So I painted that. So yeah, so people won't see the video of this, but uh, yeah. So I was born at nighttime. Okay. So the horizontal line of the, of the chart, by the way, represents literally the horizon. So because I was born at nighttime, the bottom half is like the sun because the sun is on the bottom half when I was born and the top half is like nighttime. So I picked moon associated colors like blue and white and shit like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's quite literally my chart. And on the inside there is the details, like there's the planet and planets and stuff, but it's kind of far away, but yeah, that is wicked. Cool. Um, you could like, you should make those for people. That is something that I that I'm offering now. Yeah, I just haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. here's your platform. Here's your sign. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've been thinking was that it would be fantastic to offer it as like an additional thing with a birth chart reading. Um. So like, get a reading, then I can like really tune into the energy of your chart, and then I can paint painted for you because like each one will be totally different and unique right I won't do any exactly like I did mine and I did one for chance and he did post a picture of it actually so I'll be posting that and it's very it's very like chance okay it's it's perfect and he's posted it publicly so I can talk about it um <laughs> chance is the universe podcast right yeah yeah okay yeah chance from the universe shout out shout out to you chance shout out um <laughs> Yeah, so he's got a lot of fire in his chart, and he's got these tattoos of spiders, right? And he loves Spider-Man, so the background of his was, like, fucking fire truck red. And then the chart itself I made into, like, a spider web. So it's very fire and spiders, and I love it. Um, So, yeah. Like, the audience can't see me, but you can see me, and my mouth has just been, like, hanging open. (laughs) Because... yeah like oh my god life (laughs) i do i'm like okay so my birthday is coming up maybe i can ask this for my birthday like this painting that she did guys it's it's phenomenal and it's definitely very personal and it's just it's so unique and like there's yellow like almost like flamey sunflower at the bottom if you picture a flower and then more of like a lotus uh more wider petal shape on top yeah and then the inside is just guys get a reading and get this painting like yes I highly like just looking at this it definitely drew me 
and oh, definitely drew me in. That's sweet. But uh, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I love painting. But again, that's something that like <laughs> I'm such a novice at it. But <laughs> but it doesn't matter because. <laughs> It just okay. works and flows. But that's that's another one of those things that didn't develop until I had been in those situations that, you know, make diamonds. So like literally I didn't I didn't paint before. But you're just that. a novice. You say that you're a novice, but you're a novice in this life. You're you weren't always that's a novice. True. You just you haven't done it in a while. And so you think that you are this novice and you're just learning, but you know how to do this. You know how to blend those colors. You've totally done this before. Not here, not in this time, but you've definitely totally done that before and i know that you know yeah like you you know word word but yeah it's really fun and i think it would be perfect as like an add-on as something something unique that you can do uh at the same time or after getting a birth chart done and i just say that because it, it would be it would be ideal to have the time to like focus in on like your chart and your energy before doing the painting itself just to really get the essence of you I guess yeah absolutely I mean (laughs) yeah because they're also unique and individualized it's not something you can just you know everyone's the same yeah exactly yeah and it would be totally unique because that's that's just what I do it just I have to do different things so (laughs) I love it yep yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking about my painting. I yeah. Yeah. I, it's kinda, where I'm sitting, this was kind of an accident. Is It was a happy accident and then I kept it, but it looks like a crown on my head when I'm does. just kind of hanging out right here. It does so and almost like, like some like gold hair on the side and yeah, like I love it. <laughs> you, you were blonde at some point. You, you, were, you were Greek and you were blonde and that's when you painted. Well, there you go. Greek and blonde. Blonde or Greek. You know, when I was born... Um, both my sister and I were very, very blonde. I was like strawberry blonde. Yeah. And then around two or so it darkened. And then now it's like red and brown, mostly brown. I had jet black hair that stood straight up when I was born. Nice. The yep. black I was hair babies. I was like, <laughs> it was full head of hair. Like <laughs> apparently my parents tried to like moose it down and gel it down. and It didn't work spikes this lifetime motherfuckers it's just yep <laughs> yep oh, that's so funny oh man um do you want to talk a little bit about some of the summer astrology yeah yeah i took a little bit of, i took just a couple of notes in preparation okay. um especially since we don't have the video so that's that's fine actually okay so all right The last two years have been fucking crazy. Yep. Okay. We're not out of the fire yet. But <laughs> we have this period right now. From like right now until when does stuff start going retrograde? Okay, Saturn's retrograde right now. All right, and I'll explain why that's important in a minute, okay? Um Jupiter goes retrograde in July and Venus and Mars don't experience a retrograde. Okay, so we just came out of a Mercury retrograde, right? Yep. Mercury retrograde is infamous for causing all kinds of communication snafus all over, the, all across the fucking board, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's just, that's just what happens. Uh, we don't have another one of those for a while. Okay. So we're past that, right? Jupiter retrograde. You can think of a Jupiter retrograde like 
okay hold on back of the bus when any planet goes retrograde what it means for us on earth is that we have to take a moment to look inside and usually redo something that's associated with the theme of the archetype of that planet so with okay. mercury for example it's communication and speech right that's why we have communication issues during mercury retrograde he's making you like stop and think <laughs> or is or is just trolling i don't know <laughs> probably a little bit of both a little bit of both but but communication kind of goes a little haywire um i think we're supposed to be developing our like tele telepath telepathy or whatever the fuck yeah telepathy yeah yeah Yeah, because telekinesis is when you move stuff with your mind telepathy is talking with your mind i almost said that but i meant telepathy (laughs) right either one i'm cool with (laughs) right so anytime a planet is going retrograde we're we're working more closely with the themes of that planet okay so with saturn saturn just turned retrograde a few days ago Saturn is about responsibility and work and like making sure that the the foundation is solid. Okay. Um, it has like this delaying, uh, kind of energy delaying and, uh, it brings obstacles in like procrastinating. You can procrastinate under Saturn's energy, but he'll crack the whip and you'll regret it later. All right. Good to know. Let's put it that way. Um, during a Saturn retrograde, we're being asked like what areas are not solid enough what needs to be shored up where do you need to take more responsibility um and specifically saturn is in aquarius so with aquarius we talked about aquarius a little bit earlier we touched on it the aquarius leo opposition with aquarius this has to do with our our wider social network it has to do with um innovation and technology and um our communities our groups um as soon as saturn entered aquarius for the first time we actually saw lockdowns so a restriction and an obstacle uh in the way of like getting together with people in groups so interesting how that played out quite literally this time yeah, around yeah. Um, but anyway so saturn going retrograde on a personal level, essentially, this is when you need to go and do the serious work that you haven't, that you've kind of been like putting off. This is when Saturn's cracking the whip. Like, okay, <laughs> this is the the boss coming back to to check on you to see if you've actually done what you said you were gonna do before. And if you didn't, fucking get cracking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when a bunch of planets go retrograde, we have to go within and use a bunch of re words so we're redoing things we're re-evaluating things we're re um with saturn specifically we're uh most likely redoing things that we thought we'd taken care of and we didn't really do a good enough job on um and you know it could even be like taking a really hard look at the groups of friends that we're with or our long-term goals and adjusting them in some way you know and it kind of plays out differently for everybody depending on where aquarius is in your individual chart but this is important right now because this is the first big planet other than pluto that's turned retrograde and things are going to start to slow down as that happens as the the rest of them turn retrograde so that's why this period is really really important to get things done um as soon as jupiter turns retrograde so Jupiter deals with philosophy, deals with healing, it deals with joy and like expansiveness. When Jupiter turns retrograde, 
we're going to not feel that joy as much because we have to source it from within, right? Um, Jupiter has been in Aries. It's been phenomenal. (laughs) As soon as Jupiter went from Pisces into Aries, like I felt this very strongly. Um, We went from like feeling sleepy all the time to all of a sudden bam the spring energy is here and we're jumping into action and getting shit done and like this like okay let's get up and go like let's go let's go let's go let's go that's how i felt anyway (laughs) let's fucking go let's fucking go that's how i felt as soon as jupiter entered aries and then mars joined it very shortly after so while jupiter's going direct until the end of july july 29th this is like the get shit going now (laughs) kind of energy birthday oh really oh (laughs) (laughs) nice so anyway the beginning of the summer fucking phenomenal get as much shit done as you possibly can um this is like the best opportunity you're gonna have (laughs) before some crazier transits start happening at the end of summer and closer to the end of the year um and like i have like daily debates with myself about how much detail i want to get into about some of the different possibilities that I see with different transits. Um, For example, one that's coming up is um, Mars, the planet of anger and aggression and assertiveness and making boundaries. Boundaries is more Saturn, but you need the Mars sword to like cut things, right? Logic, just think about it logically. Um, And very simply in simple terms. Um, as soon as Mars enters into Taurus and then joins up with the North Node and Uranus, um, that is a very major transit that a lot of astrologers, astrologers have been looking at because we take the planet of war, we put it with Uranus, which is literally an unpredictable energy. It can cause like, this is like explosive type of energy, like quite literally, that's the first word that comes to mind when I take Uranus and Mars and put them together. Boom. And like, there's so many different ways you can delineate that. It can be really, really negative or it can be really, really positive if we take that Mars energy and use it to like apply to something that we want to see evolve and change. And like, like whatever you've been building in that area of Taurus, whatever that's, whatever that is, for me, it's like my garden, like quite literally, it's a very Taurus thing. <laughs> For me, it's like my garden and uh, um, other things related to like my creative process uh, because Taurus is my fifth house. So whatever area I've been, I can take that Mars energy and really push through and break through in a really major way and totally innovate and change something and succeed in that area. Um, or like on, <laughs> on a a more global level it can be rioting right if you think about uranus it's a rebellious energy so it doesn't necessarily mean like that we're gonna see riots but probably we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking see riots this summer i i wouldn't doubt it um it's so volatile like and it's it's really really difficult i literally have daily debates with myself about how deep do i get into explaining this transit do i talk about only the positive and most like beautiful things and ignore the dark stuff or do i talk about both and try to bring it into balance do i give people some hope about this is how 
to like take this shit energy <laughs> and transmute it, that's usually what I end up on. It's like, okay, there's going to be some crazy shit going down. This is the area of life that you can apply this to m control what you do have power over. And that's ultimately what I end up landing on and try to explain. And like, it's really hard because as soon as I see the like, this could cause this kind of stuff, I, I gotta say it. I just have to say it. I just, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. But at the yeah, same you time, you have to trust your intuition and just like sometimes the stuff that just comes out, it's meant to come out. And it's right. not like, you're like, why did I say that? I don't want to say that. But I for whatever reason, <laughs> you had to say that. And it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. I'm like, yeah, the summer looks great, except for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if, as like, okay, as I've been getting further into like conspiracy research, <laughs> like looking into alternative things in general, yeah. the more I like feel the need to call out different things as I see them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it also became this great litmus test for who I actually would listen to as far as like astrology and tarot go like if they were obviously pushing a specific agenda knowingly or unknowingly yep that was like okay I can't trust anything that you say anymore because clearly this is what you support and it really fucking sucks yeah so in the same vein if I'm not honest about what I see that's what I'll think about myself. So it's like, Fair. okay, if I want to trust myself, I have to say what I actually see. And um, um, at the same time, acknowledge that if I'm not doing the necessary work to uh, stay grounded myself, that I'm going to interpret things way more negatively. And Absolutely. That will, that will affect things very intensely as well, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not grounded, <laughs> if you're not coming from a neutral place, you're going to be biased one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's hard to like yeah. see your bias in the first place. and like, Oh my God. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I can feel when I'm getting too negative and like, okay, I need to like, I need to go sit outside for a bit. And <laughs> so, and, and I've heard people refer to this. And so I'm wondering if you've looked into this where they'll be like, this and this was in retrograde and this planet was aligned with this planet when, uh, the Nazis came to power or, uh, we, you know, the Tulsa riots or the riots in Detroit or like name some big event here. Um, have you done any of that? Look, your research yourself to see, oh, you know, when these planets were aligned or whatever, you know, this happened and see if there's a pattern with anything. So, yeah. Um, the, I was actually really heavily researching floods. Okay. This year, this year, earlier this year, because I was really curious with all of the the energy in Pisces if we were going to see floods, and um, that is something that I did actually predict. And then Australia had major flooding, and I'm like, mm, eh, mm, mm. <laughs> I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to be right. I didn't want to be right, but here we are. I want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was kind. That was kind of an easy one. I'm not gonna lie, but um. But yeah, so like uh, you're referring to mundane astrology, it's called, which is like global astrology when people okay. like specifically research like, okay, these are the transits that happened during this war, this war and this war. Um, and uh, I've just 
barely scratched the surface on that. Like, like I said, I started with like floods of like, let's stick to an easy one. <laughs> What's the big pattern that I see with flooding? And um, I've started to do um, some research about when Uranus and the North Node conjunct. And uh, that happens about every 18-ish years because uh, the nodes come back to their original place every 18 years. Every nine years they flip and then they flip again. Excuse me. And uh, Uranus moves pretty slow. That has an 84-year cycle. Excuse me, before it comes back around to where it was. Um, So it's not exactly 18 years. I forget what it is exactly. But I started looking at what happens when those do (laughs) come together. And of course, no cycle repeats exactly. So even if we have a bunch of planets come up into the same or similar configurations as different events it's more like an echo okay right it's never exactly the same um we'll never experience any transit exactly the same ever again like that's what's so beautiful about astrology it's these different patterns that repeat but it's a pattern it's not like exactly the same but anyway Uranus in the North Node, this is a really interesting one because, like I said, Uranus is about, like, innovation, um, liberation, liberation and innovation and electricity. Those are the the three big things that I think of with Uranus and groups. Um, And then with the North Node, the nodes are interesting. They are mathematically calculated points. They're not planets. But we calculate them to figure out where eclipses are going to happen. The nodes of the moon are the specific points in the ecliptic path of the sun where the moon intersects with it. The rising node and the setting node or the north node and the south node. They're called in Vedic astrology, Rahu and Ketu, the head and the tail of the dragon. Um, I really like bringing in the Vedic's interpretation of this because they have been doing this a lot longer than we have in the Western world. (laughs) They just have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, their understanding of Rahu and Ketu is that this is a demon that's been cut in half. And the head of the the demon or the dragon, Rahu, is extremely hungry and uh, it doesn't have a body, right? So it can't tell how much it's eating. So it just keeps eating and eating and eating and eating and eating because it's hungry and it's a bit obsessive. So it is what we're going towards and what we're building. However, it can become insatiable and cut corners and um, get a little bit obsessive. So when we look at Uranus coming together with Rahu or with the North Node, we have the planet of innovation and liberation and like this obsessive and hungry energy. So that can create all sorts of very interesting things like an obsession for modifying your body in some way, right? Like that's Taurus is the body modifying Uranus obsession Rahu um and then if you think about it in other signs like it's really easy to take these archetypes of the different zodiac signs and apply them to that so like for example if it wasn't in Taurus and it was in say Cancer for example Cancer is about um emotions feeling it's about um property it's about uh, like vehicles and property can be assigned to cancer, uh, the homeland, your ancestry, food, because um, it's the stomach, 
So Taurus is like the five senses in food, but Cancer is nourishment. So that's the difference there. It's nourishment versus the actual physical food itself. So we can become obsessed with innovating (laughs) or obsessed with modifying something to do with um, the relationship with mother or uh, how we deal with property specifically or uh, patriotism because cancer coincides with like the ancestral roots. So patriotism. Yeah. Also think the USA cancer sun patriotism. So anyway, depending on where this conjunction happens, these are the kinds of themes that play out. And I need to do more research. Um, but something that has been coming up in adjacent topics, like as we're talking about the War of the Worlds broadcast that occurred, mm-hmm. I looked that chart up. Uranus and the North Node were together. And then we're coming up on um, all of this uh, cryptocurrency and the central digital bank currencies and stuff like that. North Node's about to hit Uranus. <laughs> so it's like these technological things that are being kind of like pushed or launched um, that I'm seeing so far with the little bits of research that I have been doing. That's super so interesting. It is really interesting. And I'm like, oh my God. So we see both the bright side and the dark side of these planets as they join with the North Node. Um, and it's 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 fascinating. It's so fascinating. But yeah, so I have more research to do in that area. And uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up because it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah. And I, I, I love and respect the fact that you can say, I don't know, or I need oh, to do God. research because yeah. the people that are like, yeah, I know it all. And then they spew some bullshit. Like, I love the people that can use the phrase, I don't know. Like, yep. they're my favorite people. Yep. I'll tell you what I do know, but then I'll be like, but I didn't, I don't know about that. Yeah. You'd yep. be like, maybe my intuition saying this, but I don't know this for sure. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. I would, I would love to go and study, um, maybe when I get some fucking time, but <laughs> I would love to go and study like the specific configurations for when certain wars kicked off because that would be really fascinating Um, but there are astrologers out there that are really good at that that um were either already huge history nerds before they got into astrology or like that just that's how it evolved for them and like hats hats off to those guys like i've got a couple in mind actually um uh i almost said somebody from our community no not different guy Oh my God. Uh, S.B. Anderson. That's his name. S.B. Anderson is one. Um, Cam White is also pretty fantastic. Um, there's another lady. What's her name? Um, starts with an M. Marin. Marin Altman. She's a financial astrologer, but was a huge history nerd before really getting into astrology. So that's. I really respect her work too. So anyway, that's just three off the top of my head that are like they do really focus a lot on those things like mm-hmm. the research of specifically wars kicking off or whatever um yeah so i usually refer to like one of those three or someone adjacent to them when i'm looking for that info specifically because i haven't been focused on it so yeah yeah and everyone has their forte i just i wasn't sure if that was something that uh you were interested in or had the time to look up because a lot of people can be interested in a lot of things and, you know, maybe they don't have the time or maybe it's just not, 
in their uh, wheelhouse that they're interested in. And so I just, I knew that was a thing, but I like beyond the fact that it's a thing, I knew nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lately, lately I've been, I've been asked to uh, sit on these panels to decode different things lately. So like the first one that we did was with chance and we, um, we looked at, um, H.P. Lovecraft and the Cthulhu mythos. So it was the first like kind of like research project really that I started with publicly. Um, and that was really interesting because uh, I don't know, it was it was just really cool to look at this historical figure. Like most people, when they start doing um, public stuff with astrology, they'll publish like celebrity birth charts, which is great because you can see a lot of the archetypes playing out uh, with people that are highly visible. So that's, that's actually a great learning tool. Um, but I, I did, I don't want to do Beyonce's chart, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what do I do? <laughs> D- different people that are deep into the occult. Of course. Of course. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. But anyway, so yeah, HP Lovecraft was one that we just did. Um, and then we did, um, uh, we just did the Wizard of Oz just recently uh, on Rising from the Ashes with uh, Homer Romy and the gang, and then the other one, the other one we did was Jack Parsons, and it was really weird. Okay, Jack Parsons, the entire time we were supposed to be researching Jack, um, aka John, aka Marvel, because he had three fucking names. <laughs> the entire time we were trying to research him, I kept getting these crazy blocks. Like, I just fucking couldn't do it. Like, I would get sleepy or I would um, just get really distracted really easily or just just not feel settled enough to look into it because he's a creepy man. (laughs) He's a creepy man with a creepy story. Um, That was really crazy. But uh, yeah, those are the, the, the research projects I've been doing lately is looking at those kinds of historical figures. And I don't know. That's a good thing or a bad thing, but here I am. Here I am. Here For I those am. who don't know, give a one sentence explanation on Jack Parsons. Like, um, ooh, like he was he just big into the occult? Was he a writer? Was he like, um, okay, so Jack Parsons, if I could, okay, one sentence, all right. If you need a little bit more, Absol- but like I didn't absolutely like an autobiography. Instrumental in the development of rockets and the founding of fucking NASA and jet propulsion. Occultist, really fucked up. <laughs> All right. Sex fiend. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder Allegedly. when Viagra came out if he was Allegedly. on Viagra. <laughs> Um, alcohol, drug abuse, the works, the works. Yeah. Yeah. Friends with Crowley. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alistair Crowley. 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 I don't know. He's a bad dude though. Yeah. (laughs) He's a bad dude. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get good vibes, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I'm at the point where I can comfortably say, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't know. It's funny. There's certain people that um, 
like I'll hear him podcasts and things like that. And like Jack Parsons, like I've heard of, but to be honest with you, I've never looked into him. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I don't want to, like, there's certain people that I'm just like, yeah. I'm okay. Not knowing. Yeah. Like, and, and I never knew I why like, oh. I was just like, but, but I'm, I'm okay. Not knowing. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great skill. That's a good tool. That's a good boundary to be able to draw that. Be like, no, I'm good. Actually. That's a rabbit hole. I don't need to go down today. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, cause I could go down, so, <clears throat> excuse me, so many different rabbit holes that I, I feel like I have to be really careful about which ones I go down because it yes. can get so dark so fast. Yep. And so like the rabbit holes that I do sometimes entertain are more like the ancient history ones. Cause I feel Those like for the most part, they're not creepy, negative whatever. And so I feel like those are just cool and more safe. And I'm like, I, I don't want to know about the occult. I don't want to do uh okay, safer. Okay. Yeah. Like I know there's crazy shit, but like not typically uh you'd have if it's there's black magic, you're gonna have to dig really deep to find it type deal. Yep. And I don't never dig that deep, so we're good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was thinking about animal sacrifice today. <laughs> Not because that's something that I would do. <laughs> but uh <laughs> we we have uh we've been having this uh iron deficiency in our garden and uh I was trying to think like whoa, what's the fastest most Put some blood on it. <laughs> add iron to the soil. Yeah, I'm like so we spill blood in the garden. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sacrifice like, a chicken over it. It'll be fine. Some chicken like, blood. Is this why they did animal sacrifice to add blood and iron back? What the fuck? Anyway, I just Maybe. had a up. It was literally today. It was like, oh my God, Jolene, is this why they did animal sacrifice? So I'm like, how do you add iron? She's like, blood meal. And I'm like, nah. is that why they did like child sacrifices and shit too? I have no idea why. I have no idea why. I just, I don't know. I was just, I was spitballing because I was like, really, how did they add iron if there's an iron deficiency? (laughs) Guys, you can't see our faces right now, but we're making a ton of them. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I I don't know. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I had to sit with that for a little bit today. I was like, wow, circle of fucking life indeed. Holy shit. I'm, i there has to be another way, but maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, anyway. But yeah, blood blood meal and bone meal. And I'm like, well, how, well I mean, how else do you get blood and bone in there? I don't know. Yeah. Compost yeah. bodies, I guess. I don't know. Shit. Listen, if you're ever going to murder somebody, put endangered plants over the top so they can't be dug out. <laughs> dug up. You know, like, and then they grow really nice and no one suspects That's a shit. move. <laughs> what's an endangered species plant that i can use here oh my god that's hilarious oh uh, yeah this is not advice people like it, it, it was satire <laughs> but maybe not <laughs> but yeah so that was my like big thought today i was like what did they do yeah what did they do is that Whenever... why they did sacrifice oh my god yeah, you know anyway, that's, that's a rabbit hole that i don't need to go down but yeah, my no, brain we went there anyway that. like you <laughs> So the one that blows my mind is oh, like, man. and this was like in like the regular history books, like quote unquote, <laughs> regular, traditional, whatever. It was the Aztecs, I think it was. They like mm-hmm. murdered like thousands of people, like in a period of a day. And like they, 
it was like um what was that one movie like apocalypto oh yeah 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 and so like but it was that was in the history books like and they just had the heads rolling down the pyramid and i'm like how did they do that and like what did they do with all the blood and so i like frequently like go down that road because i'm like (laughs) that specific instance just blows my mind and then that game that they would play that was kind of like with lacrosse um but they would use human heads Huh. I think it was the Mayans. Huh. Yeah, like the hoops, almost like a basketball, they were like up on the side of the walls. Yeah. And for a ball, they just used a human head, I guess. I, I don't know. Huh. But then like, do I believe that? Because that was in the regular history book. So I do I, <laughs> like, do I trust that shit? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know anymore. I'm I don't like, know either. That sounds really fucked up. And then I'm like, is it real though? And then I don't know. And then I just have to be like, uh, I don't know. There are some things I'm okay with not knowing. Yeah. But yeah. Some things we'll never know. Yeah. But yeah, that's. (laughs) This took a wild turn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Yes. I Listen, this is why my shit is not scripted (laughs) because I could not have scripted this in. These are the things that I think about. I don't know. No, no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> yeah, don't know what else to say. That's just. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. On that lovely, lovely note, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh dear God, are we really gonna end on that? Uh, I mean, I hope that your garden does well and you don't need to sacrifice any chickens. We've got some uh, blood and bone meal and stuff. I, I think enough. Like, if you plant, in all seriousness, it's like if you plant your tomato plants like on top mm. of an egg, mm. that like as the egg like decomposes, it's supposed to be great. I think it's for tomatoes. I don't like, I'm still learning about gardening, but there's something about planting eggs under your plants and only certain plants that's supposed to be really good for it. Hmm. Well, that would give you like a whole egg. Yeah. Just like a whole egg, like a chicken egg, like a healthy chicken egg and you plant it under it. And so then as it decomposes, cause it has lots of superfood. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But is there iron in eggs? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's just sacrificing just the egg. <laughs> yeah. And, and we people eat eggs all the time. So, yep. you know, yeah, and exactly. if you're that worried about getting unfertilized egg. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That is something that I'm going to look into. But yeah, now, now, like, now that I've said it on a podcast, now I have to go research it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Let what me know how that goes. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, we don't have to kill animals. There's got to be another way. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I've heard good things about fish fertilizer too, like fish poop yes. fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is fantastic. There's some really good nitrogen in there for sure. Yeah. I don't know about iron though. I, I, <laughs> I gotta saying, look, I, I, I don't gotta know. look into it. These I don't know. Just, these are just my thoughts, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta look into it. Oh man. So yeah, I'll come back to you with a report. I'll be like, okay, so this is how you do it <laughs> without animal sacrifice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. I'm, I'm writing it down. I have homework now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is, this is how I learn best. I run into an issue and then I think about it and then I'm like, okay, now I got to go research it. And then I learn something and then I apply it and then I see it in action 
and you learn like, even more fuck yeah. yeah 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 or it fucks up or you know but then you learn something too and exactly exactly i'm like so that's how you don't do it okay yes so when they said don't do this listen okay <laughs> don't, don't go off and do my own shit got it <laughs> follow the recipe in this case yeah like tinctures y'all yes follow recipe for tinctures don't go winging it unless you're an expert nice job bringing it back around thanks <laughs> good job i'm glad we can end on that rather than uh, animal sacrifice right. <laughs> i appreciate that thank you Al. <laughs> oh man yeah so <laughs> if people want to find you where can they find you <laughs> All right, so um, my YouTube channel is Kaylee Burkana, spelled K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Burkana is B-E-R-K-A-N-A. Um, I also have a Telegram channel, and I will be. Uh, I'm I'm sure L will have linked absolutely uh, my link tree there, and I do I do natal chart readings. So <laughs> when when I'm reading your natal chart, I won't be trying to balance out the crazy shit that's going on in the world. We'll just be focusing on on you and how it applies in your individual life. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I love to do the most because that's when I'm working one on one. That's what I'm doing my best. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like we said, I'm also offering paintings of natal charts they are unique and i'll i'll sell oh sorry i need to post some pictures so check out my telegram for pictures of that coming up i also do leather work we oh. didn't even we didn't even get into this but no, um, we did not. you'll also have to come back it's fine yeah i gotta say i do leather work so Ooh. i've got this this series of wallets that i've done for each of the zodiac signs that are i'll never make another one quite exactly like it i love it yeah, very so cool. Very cool. I'm showing Elle the the uh, the Gemini one, but yeah. So I post. I've been posting them like as the season comes up, just for fun. Like, hey, here's my Gemini one, by the way. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I do lots of things. So <laughs> yeah, and if someone comes to what know, I'm up to, <laughs> listen, I love it. If someone is like, hey, I want Kaylee to read my natal birth. Like, what would they need? Like, if someone mm. had no idea what this is, what would they need in order for you to be able to give that service? So in order to get your natal chart done, mm -hmm. you need to come with your birth place, birth time. Time is very important. So if you can get the exact time, that's best. Mm -hmm. um, don't go off of your mom's memory. It's probably wrong. <laughs> I love you moms, but most of you were drugged up. Okay, let's just face it. That and a little <laughs> preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. A little go look on the birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get the, get the, get the birth, birth certificate. Um, the place is also very important because that will change a lot in the chart. Um, and just come expecting to find out a little bit more about yourself and about why you do some of the things you do. Some of the potential areas that you could work on if you haven't been working on them already. And some of the things that make you unique and a powerful individual in your own right. Because that's what I like to do. I like to look at some of the nitty gritty dark stuff but also like this is how you can shine <laughs> I love it. right this is how you can turn that into like your superpower basically yeah i love it yeah yeah come with a willingness an open mind an open <laughs> an mind openness. yes this an openness and i'll be gentle <laughs> maybe depends on the person <laughs> depends on it does it does depend on the person but yeah. 
Listen, if you, when we go to do mine, if you see shit, like you just tell me, like, you don't need to sugarcoat shit. I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't need you to sugarcoat shit. Like you just tell me straight on. I usually don't sugarcoat shit. And yeah, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But then I laugh and I'm like, ah, (laughs) they're like, are you being serious? I don't really know right now. That was kind of weird. Kind of dark. No, I try to be serious, but not too serious. (laughs) No, never be too serious in life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. You almost got away. You almost got away. Tell me two things you love about yourself. Oh, you know what? Okay. I I love my resourcefulness. Okay. I'm a highly resourceful individual. Um and uh I only know this because I've overcome many, many crazy things. So fuck yeah. And I actually love my laugh now. I used to hate it. And it went away for a little while. And then it came back. You found and her. I've, I've reclaimed it. <laughs> and we're friends again and yeah so there you go awesome well oh. i think that is a wonderful note to end on uh thank you so much kaylee for coming on i really had a blast talking with you and we will definitely be chatting soon for sure thank you so much Al. yeah and to everyone listening thank you for joining for another episode of speed bumps and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful day